Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Find hidden clues and uncover a murder mystery. Solve mind-teasing mysteries of the Roaring Twenties. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love true crime, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? There's nothing I love more than getting to decorate my very own luxurious state island. The best part? You can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Black Girl Gone Afterthoughts. I, of course, am your host, Amara, and I am here with my husband and my co-host, Jason. What's going on, y'all? So we are back this week with an Afterthoughts. Uh, If you listen to this week's episode, well, the episode that came out on Monday, um, the Selena Mays episode, you know that there's a lot to unpack about this episode. And so I definitely felt the need to have an afterthoughts. There was a lot of comments about this case um, on Instagram, on both the original post about the episode, the reel that I put up the yesterday, and then, um, of course, on the YouTube video, there was a, a ton of comments about this. So I know this is one of those cases that for those who um, were familiar with the case before hearing it on Black Girl Gone knew, you know, how infuriating this case is if this was your first time hearing it, then for the first time you got to kind of hear um, just this heartbreaking story about uh, Selena Mays, who was 12 years old at the time. Now, of course, um, this was 1996, so we're talking 27 years ago. And so, um, if Selena is still alive, she's no longer 12 years old. But um, at the time, she was a very young child, and then of course. Uh, and Selena's story, it's not just the fact that she was 12 years old. She was also nine months pregnant. And so that adds a whole lot of layers to her story and to her case. So I felt like this was definitely an episode that I wanted to um, talk about. I think I have just as many, I, have, I think I have more questions than thoughts. And so, you know, I'll, you know, discuss those in this episode, but it was definitely something that I wanted to talk about this week, this particular case, for sure. Yeah, so we're talking about Selena Mays. Um, she was born in Miami, yeah. Florida, and the uh, story ends up in Willingboro, New, New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. And um, before we just get into the uh, review of this case, which you always do, um, this was a case, uh, as Amar said, where there was a lot of people that responded and uh, just had comments, questions, things they wanted to add just because um, it was that type of case that um, is so many questions, mm-hmm. so many things go unanswered. But um, I don't know if you guys ever noticed in the pattern of um, how uh, Amara writes stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, in these cases, 
if you listen to the end when she signs off, um, she'll either say rest in peace because there's something that's been discovered that this person is no longer living. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in these cases, we like to think there's some things that's just not answered and we you never know. Yeah. So, so, yeah. You know, and it's we, not, I, I feel personally when I tell these stories about the missing, it's not my, um, it's, it, you know, it's not my responsibility to assume that they are dead. You know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. Um, I know that oftentimes when I share stories, especially stories that are really old, I'll get a lot of comments like, oh, this person's no longer alive or they're probably dead. And it's like, we don't know, and that's that's always the possibility. We've right. seen um, people come home. You know what I mean. We see people be found. Um, most recently, I think about the case of that young, uh, the young girl Alicia Navarro. Um, I'm not exactly sure how many years, but she was missing. But she was missing for a few years, and, right. and she was found alive. You know what I mean. Um, so there's always the possibility that something else happened. And like I said, like you said, unless I know that they are dead or the police have declared that I'm not going to just make yeah. that assumption. I I that's not my job and 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 telling the story. I'm telling the story about a missing person, you know, in in these missing cases. Yeah. So and um so let's go right to it. Um give us a recap, Amar, of the case of Selena Mays. Uh, so like I said, Selena Mays was a 12-year-old girl who was living uh in Willingboro, New Jersey. She was nine months pregnant at the time of her disappearance. Um, According to her family, she was last seen on the evening of December 15th, 1996 at her home. She went to bed that night. Um, When they woke up the next morning, Selena was gone. They said that that there was pillows under her blanket to make it look like somebody was sleeping in the bed. For whatever reason, her father waits until over 24 hours after she was let. She was missing to report her missing. Okay. Based on what he tells the police, they too think that she's a runaway. He doesn't uh, tell the police that she's pregnant. So it takes the police a while to actually start investigating this case. Um, But by the time they do, you know, critical time has been lost. And there really was um, never any significant evidence about what really happened to Selena. There was a few sightings after she went missing. Um, but um, nothing ever really came of any ev- any direct evidence. Um, about a year after she went missing, her cousin that was also at one point living in her house is arrested for the sexual assault of two girls that went to the church that her family was a part of, which is another layer to the story, but it's not going to include it in the recap. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah, so her cousin has ended up um, being charged with these the, the assaults of these young girls. Um, and so there, then there becomes speculation that he too had impregnated um, Selena and, you know, you know, that he was connected to that. But the police never spoke about that and there was never anything released, um, you know, connecting him to Selena's pregnancy, at least in terms of evidence. Um, and so, yeah, so now here we are 27 years later and Selena is still missing. Um, the three kind of key people, I guess, in this story, her father, her aunt, and her cousin are all deceased now. And so that, again, adds another complicated layer to this um, cold case. But, yeah, so that's just the recap of, of what happened. <clears throat> yeah. Um, 
let's get to uh, some things that I, I wanted to point out and mm-hmm. see how you felt about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one uh, was about Selena's family mm-hmm. not helping the police, not a, not kind of being proactive in some of the things that they wanted to uh, accomplish in the investigation. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? So, yeah, that was a very interesting part of the story. You're talking about interesting. Um, because it's it's unusual, right? Because when we look at these stories, when you guys listen to these stories that I tell about the missing, one of the things that we typically see in these stories is that the family is very proactive. They are at least trying their best to to contact police. And, and you know, I always try to say like everybody handles these type of situations differently. And and unless you are in that situation, you can't really judge how someone reacts or how someone grieves or or mourns and all of those things. But just based on what we typically see, the family is usually very, very much, especially in those early days, you know what I mean? They might they might get weary after, you know, years of, of calling a detective and not getting a call back and they might stop calling after that, you know what I mean? But in the beginning, usually it is that intense kind of... Um, you know, urgency to find information and get information from the police. So the fact that the police were saying that the family was not cooperating um, was interesting. But, you know, always, you you always got to take these things with a grain of salt because I've seen other cases where police have said that the family was not cooperating. The family says, well, that's not true. We are cooperating or we have been trying to reach out. You know what I mean? So... Sometimes there's a disconnect between the police and the family. I think the problem in Selena's case is all the other things that were also happening in this case. If it had just been that they were not um, the best in communicating with the police or reaching out to the police, maybe because they were doing things on their own. Maybe they didn't trust the police. You know what I mean? Um, We know that sometimes uh, Black people in particular have um, negative emotions towards the police or or or, or trust, or, or, trust, no, trust issues. issues. Thank yeah. you. Trust issues with the police. Um, and sometimes they'd rather just do things on their own. If, if that was the case, then I can understand. I don't see in in my research the evidence of, of that, that the family was doing this on their own and they didn't trust the police. Now, her father did say in interviews when he was asked about it that it wasn't true. That the police were, that you know, that he their family was being cooperative, and he said, you know, that he thought that there was a, a racial bias against him because he he was a black man, and the police were treating him bad. He also felt like they had a bias against his church because of the things that were being said about the church, and so they had this, you know, in his kind of, I guess, in his idea that they had this preconceived idea about him and the church, and that's why they were saying that they weren't being cooperative, but that wasn't the case. Now that's what he said, right? Um, so. Yeah. So yeah, but like I said, it's it's not it's not a common thing for the police to outright say that the family is not cooperating or not, you know. So. Oh, okay. Um, good takeaway from that. Uh, uh, another point that I had, mm-hmm. um, as far as the the story with the aunt. Mm-hmm. Um, so the aunt was the pastor of the church, mm-hmm. and. One thing that um, you said that kind of uh, stuck with me while I was listening to the case was like, um, they said like she was like a strict type of pastor mm-hmm. and she, you know, kind of 
whatever. Yeah. You know, with the I guess with like how she ran her ran her church mm-hmm. and ran her ministry, um, which is which is not uncommon. Yeah. Among yeah. amongst like churches and yeah. things like that, that, people know what's going. on. I mean, that's just like running a business. You got to mm-hmm. know, you know, maybe you know what's going on. I don't, you know, I don't want to really get into that part. Yeah, but I was trying to figure out like um, somebody commented saying like <laughs> if if the church had so much like oversight of you know different things and what was going on, kind of how how did those things like w- what was going on with uh, Sean and. Be overlooked. Um, yeah, like yeah. That's, well, that's, that's the, the question. Common, yeah, that's yeah, that, the, that's the that's the biggest kind of question because uh, those two things don't make sense, right? You have this, and like I said, based on what people who former members of the church described it as a cult. This is not me describing it as a cult. This is former members of the church right. describing it as a cult. No. We also have Lynn, who um, was uh, Selena's mother prior to her death, saying that it was a cult. You know what I mean? So these are right. this is an ongoing kind of theme. Okay. That this is not like super conservative church where they just have conservative old school values and that's right. why they conduct themselves this way. This is more like and and what I gathered from the research, Sarita was the leader of this of this church and she ran it like a cult in their okay. minds. You know what I mean? Like okay. The 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 communal nature of it, the fact that they live together, that, you know, not that the homeschooling part doesn't make it a cult because people homeschool their children. Right. And that, yeah, that's, 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 their, that's, that's, a, that's a preference. <laughs> yeah. But um, but this, even the fact I, you know, one of the things that I read was that the, the, the problem with the homeschooling was that it was not regulated by the state. Now, okay. homeschooling is supposed to still have, I guess it has still some type of state oversight, right? Because yeah, they kind of keep- and, Yeah, because part of it is it. also keeping right. track of, of children because right. they don't, they want to know, you know, what's going on with the with the children. So I think they're, you know, and, and you guys will let me know, anybody who has any knowledge about homeschooling, like how that works, if there is an oversight or how that, you know. But some, anyway, there was th- this- this particular, I mean, at least, and it might be state off. to state, yeah, because at least in Philly, that's yeah, how yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and I know different states have different laws and things like that, and different regulations right. surrounding things. But from what I've read, this homeschool that they were, um, that they had out of the church was not a regulated homeschool. Okay. Um, but but like I said, so th- but there was all these other issues going on with the church. So back to the question about how could these things happen when you're talking about the strict environment? Well. I don't know. You, 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 when you, when it comes to Selena, that's one of the biggest questions, and I know that is something that people have asked in the comments. Like, how how does someone who is homeschooled, who is not allowed to watch certain television shows, from based on what I have, was reading about, you know, she wasn't allowed to just be outside by herself. She wasn't right. roaming the street. She wasn't alone. So how could something like this happen? Now, the family after she went missing, started saying, now they said she never told them the name of the father of the child. That was the the ongoing theme amongst the family. Well, she wouldn't tell us who the father was. But what they did say at one point, um, and I didn't include this in the episode because it's nonsense, but what they did say was that she told them that it was an 18-year-old boy that she had met at the skating rink. And that doesn't, mesh with the life that we're talking about 
they're acting like this child had, right? right? So at 11 years old, she's at a skating rink by herself, unsupervised. Unsupervised. And what did they? What did she get pregnant at the skating rink? What? What? what when did this happen? When did this all happen? Right. right? But that leads me into even the whole part about the that that part of the story, the the pregnancy, right? Because you got the the story about them her telling them, oh well, it was an eighteen year old boy. Well, that also that so so at what point are you not only pressing charges, going to the police? Because you're talking about your eleven year old had sex with an eighteen year old, was raped by an eighteen year old because that's that's rape. An eleven year old cannot consent to sex with an 18-year-old. Yeah. That's just, that's there's no such thing as as that. So right. you're talking about your 11-year-old was sexually assaulted, was raped by an 18-year-old at a skating rink. And instead of you going to the police and making a report about this and, and trying to figure this out, you're just grilling this child about who the who's the father? Well, who's the father? Who's, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Um, that's a very problematic part of the story. You right. know what I mean? Because... That's their story. That's not even a story that's been they theirs. They said that it was an eighteen year old. What what the um, obstetrician? We'll get into that again because I I don't know if you had another question, but the obstetrician and I did include this in the story. The obstetrician said that she told them that it was a sixteen year old. Still, we have a problem okay, here. So so, so either it was a sixteen year old or eighteen year old. We're still talking about someone who raped or sexually sexually assaulted this child because she was eleven. Yeah, because the sixteen year old part was in the story. Yes. But the, okay. Yes. So the eighteen year old wasn't. wasn't. I didn't yeah, include did, that. Yeah, and we didn't discuss that. Yeah, so we didn't I, discuss that. Yeah. Okay. And I, like I said, I didn't include that because it, it was it was mentioned in maybe one or two articles. Wow. Um, I like I said, it's 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 a bunch of nonsense because it doesn't make any sense but i did include the part about the um the 16 year old because that's what the obstetrician said which you know like i said well i'll, I'll go into that later but i'll let you you know go ahead I know okay <laughs> and, I know, and i know that we usually do um interesting parts about this case but well, we but, just but, but, but this we, is the interesting you know you know how to format it. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Is, this is amara's format whatever mm, mm. she wants to do because she's the boss mm. um so um, the next thing I wanted to the, uh, to ask you about was Selena's mom of uh, side of the family. Yeah, her um, kind of not trusting um, the father mm -hmm. and the church um, during this whole ordeal. Yeah, like um, was there any? What were the things kind of you know that they saw maybe that you know that that led to led them to this? I mean they. They of course knew him before this, right? So they knew yeah. who he was. Um, but I guess the you know I don't know what the church situation was. Yeah. I don't know if that just threw them off or yeah, uh, what the situation was that that made them feel like you know they didn't trust him at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean my assumption is that Lynn, prior to her death, you know, like I said, they they she she had gotten clean. She was you know she was. Everything was going well, and then sadly she died of this brain aneurysm. But prior to her death, I don't know what it was about the church. I don't. I can't. Maybe she had gone to the church with him one time. Maybe he had taken her there. Maybe he's like, "I'm going to this church. My sister's the pastor. You should come with me one Sunday." And she saw for herself things that were made her uncomfortable. Maybe he was saying things to her that were making her uncomfortable or making her feel. Um, that this was a cult. I don't know what those exact things were. Nothing that I saw 
um, in my research was like specific about what Lynn thought or saw that made her feel that way. And then my assumption is just that her family felt that way because of what she had told them. She um, was very adamant about her daughter not being a part of this church. CJ himself, uh, um, Selena's father, himself acknowledged that during this time period, Lynn was keeping uh, Selena away from him. So we know that she was she didn't want her daughter to be around him. Um, I read in one of the reporting that I, I believe she told her family at one point, like you know, she didn't. If anything ever happened to her, she didn't want Selena to end up with her father. I mean, so there was something going on that she saw for herself, and then she told her family. So after her death, they were honoring. Lynn's wishes, which was that she didn't, that Selena didn't end up with her father. Now, right. unfortunately, in a situation where you have a parent, a parental, uh, you know, that they, 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 you don't get, a, you don't yeah, get to and, make that choice. Unless there were some obvious at that time signs right, that, he, that was he was unstable right. or abusive or any of those things. And um, from everything I could see, he wasn't exhibiting any of those signs. He had been a drug addict, but he had cleaned up his life. He was going to church. You know, uh, he had gotten married. Right. Uh, he had another child at that time. So this is, he was working. So on the outside looking in, he this looks like the right choice to make, right? For her to go and live with her father. Ultimately for Selena, in the, it, it ended up not being the right choice because two and a half years after she goes to live with her father, She's missing, you know what I mean? She first, she she's pregnant at, a, at 11, and then she's missing. And that happens to her all within the span of two and a half years. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go to YouTube and um, read one of the comments that they had to just kind of expound on yeah, go ahead. Uh, a question that I, that I also had. Mm-hmm. Um, in, gar- in regards to the case, yeah. it seems like... Um, a lot of cases, of course, get continuous attention. And, of course, this is a little girl, little black girl. Mm-hmm. And although it was an older case, we see a lot of cases mm-hmm. uh, get attention, whether they're from 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, why Why do you think there isn't, you know, many updates or, you know, questions being raised by, you know, you know big media, you know, mainstream media, um, People, other people that could report on this, um, why why do you think the that's happening? Well, you know, I think that in Selena's case, it actually has gotten, I think, more attention than a lot of these cases. You know okay. what I mean? Like at one point, it was on America's Most Wanted. Um, I know that. Um, I think I don't I don't know what year it was, but it was recently. Um, John Walsh, who used to host America's Most Wanted, he now has a show on, I believe it's an investigation discovery called In Pursuit of In Pursuit with John Walsh or something. I think he featured her story on there. Okay. So it has gotten some <clears throat> of that national attention. I think the the main problem with Selena's story is and was her family. I think that it's hard to tell a story. When the family, you know, and I know that her 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 mom's family, um, has was 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 trying their best to like you know, 
be out, you know, and speaking about what was going on with with Selena. At one point, I don't know if you guys remember the uh, the Lisa, Lisa Gibbon show, Lisa. Um, it was a talk show, Lisa. Yo, some of y'all remember Lisa Gibbons. No, um, sorry. <laughs> um, but they were on her show. Okay. Um, and you know, so they 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 tried their best. I think yeah. the problem was was that they weren't the family that was with her last. They weren't the family that she was living with, and so it they it needed to be her father. It needed to be that side of the family being the ones to be out in the forefront. And I think that they just weren't. They were they were closed off. Um, you know, I said in the story that her younger sister, who uh, was only four at the time of the disappearance, you know, doesn't remember much, but she said she remembers, you know, the media trying to contact the family okay. and, and her aunt not allowing them to speak to the family. I mean, yeah, the media to speak to the family. So I think that hindered how much attention this story may have even gotten even even more. You know what I mean? So like I said, more than most of these cases, but I think that if her family had been that type of family, then, you know, it may have. Now, of course, in 2023, they're all gone. You know what I mean? Her her aunt, her, her dad, you know. So now they can't, you know what I mean? Um, I believe her her half-brother, her mom's, uh, son, I believe he's still alive, okay. and, and you know she has family that's still alive on her maternal side. Um, that has, in recent years, you know, done interviews with you know local media, media that has um, still been you know bringing attention to the story. So there are people. Her her younger sister, um, who you know doesn't know much because she was a, just a little girl at the time. She has been you know has spoken out about what she remembers and what she knows and so there is still people out there that are, are looking and talking about, about Selena um and and that's why it's just you know that's why even stories like Selena's even though I know um for me I'm like you know I know this is a story that has been done I know people who have know about this story but this is why it's important to tell the story anyway because first of all there are people who haven't heard the story or who don't remember all of the details, or there's things that they didn't necessarily know. And so a story like this is just important to keep telling it and keep putting it out there because you never know. You know, there's yeah. always a possibility. Like we said when we were talking before, like, I don't say rest in peace to a missing victim because I don't know what happened to them. And the especially in the beginning and I don't know how they would how they feel now but especially in the beginning both sides of her family, her dad would say her dad's family and her mom's family, that they believed that Selena was still alive uh her her dad's would say that he believed that her maternal family had taken her because of the custody situation and they were hiding her somewhere and her mother's family believed sort of the same thing about the father, that because of the custody and all of that, he had taken her and, and put her somewhere. At one point, even the police acknowledged that that was a possibility, that that Selena may have been um, moved to another place. Um, you know, sometimes uh, churches have networks and connections. There may have been another church that they were affiliated with, yeah. that they sent her to live with a family that lived on the other side of the country. Who knows, you know? Um, and so that's that's one of the unknowns about her story is like there were never any um, signs or evidence of foul play 
um, or anything like that. And so there's that's why you have this possibility that maybe she is still alive. Maybe she did. Maybe they did move her some place and and change her name and you know what I mean. And she's living, you know, in some obscure <laughs> place in you know Nowheresville, USA, somewhere. Who knows? I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, this was uh, definitely uh, a story that needed to be told. And uh, once again, we ch- we want to try to continue to um, just double back o- about, you know, uh, different stories that we um, are covering, that Amar is covering. And um, Selena Mays is one of those stories. Um, what else do you have about um, this story um, uh, as we continue? So, yeah, it was just a couple of things because I know this is one of the things that, and I didn't actually even think about this until someone on YouTube, actually a couple people on YouTube made the comment. Um, they asked about the doctor specifically because they were like, well, if she was going to an obstetrician, which is what the reporting states is that she was seeing this obstetrician. The obstetrician is the one who said that she told them that it was a 16-year-old boy okay. that didn't go to the church. The question was, <clears throat> why didn't the obstetrician report the fact that this 11-year-old girl is pregnant? I think I saw that on the comments. And I was like, you know what? I didn't even think about that. Why didn't she or he? I'm assuming it's a she. Why didn't she report that an 11-year-old girl came into your office and she is pregnant and, and maybe somebody should go over to this house and see what's going on? Now, <clears throat> I saw a comment, and I don't know if this is true, and I don't know if they were saying this as like they were saying this as a fact or they were asking a question, but they were saying something about the obstetrician being a member of the church. Now, if that's oh, wow. true, that would make a lot of sense. Wow. That would make a lot of sense that they brought her to someone who they knew, who they trusted, who they knew wouldn't uh, say, anything. say anything, report report this, and that's why she was going to this particular obstetrician. Now, that would make a lot of sense. Now, I'm not saying that's true. I don't have any idea. I don't know who this obstetrician was. I don't know what the connection was. Um, but that's 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 a big question to me. And when somebody, like I said, when somebody said it on YouTube, I was like, wow, I didn't even think about that. Uh, that's why we have these conversations. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, yeah. that's why, you know, you you guys, you know, you you ask good questions because you're listening, you're paying attention. And, and it's like, I, like I said, didn't even occur to me. Like, why didn't the obstetrician call social service, call social services. So when I say that, when I, you know, I said this in the beginning of the episode, that there are many adults in this child's life that failed her. There are many adults from her father to her aunt, to any other adult that was living in that house at that time, to the obstetrician, they, they, they failed her because yeah. this should not have happened to this child. There's no way that 11 years old, she should have gotten pregnant. And then nine months later, she's missing and never seen again. So many things don't make sense. There's so many questions. um, And there are questions and there are answers to questions that we probably will never get because of the fact that three of the kind of main characters, the main pieces of this story are not here. So even if they ever wanted to tell the truth or give us more, 
we we don't we don't have that. Of course, there's a big question about her cousin, the cousin Sean. Was he the person that impregnated Selena? And if he was, did the family know? Was this yeah. something that everyone knew? And and then you know, were, was this a was was getting rid of Selena a way to protect him? Because as much as her dad seemed to be threatening her with the DNA test, well, if it was the cousin Sean, the DNA test was just going to reveal that it was the cousin Sean. And so that's a very big question. Like, was he the person who did this? Obviously, without him confessing to doing this and no Selena and no baby to test, there's no way to know for sure. Um, Of course, a lot of people believe that it was her father that her father had something to do with this. I saw a lot, a lot of those comments. A lot of those on, comments. Um, Instagram. Yeah, a lot of the people. YouTube yeah, a lot of people think video. it's the father. Who we don't know. Because, you know, I guess the theory would be that if it was Sean and they were all trying to protect him, that they got rid of Selena to protect him. If it was the father, then he got rid of Selena to protect himself. Who knows? Yeah. But like I said, unfortunately, the people who you know hold the answers to those questions are no longer here. And so all we can really do is continue to share Selena's story. There were other people that were around during this time. It wasn't just her aunt, her cousin, and her dad. There was other people that went to this church. There were other people around that, you know, who knows what people may know. And I think sometimes, you know, and I say this sometimes at the end of the episodes, like, it could be something small. It doesn't have to be this big. You might not have the smoking gun, you know what I mean? But you might have something. You might remember something, you know, that could lead in a direction. And I don't even know if the evidence exists to 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 follow, but as, you know, it's there's always a chance. And so that's why it's important to tell these stories. So Yeah, so we um I want to thank you for another week of uh Afterthoughts. I know it's been a few weeks, and yeah. like I said, uh, continuing afterthoughts. It's just based upon you know kind of the response of the case, um, you know intricacies of the case that you know we just want to kind of uncover and keep you know keep the conversation alive. Um, and a black girl going audience, the listeners, you you guys help do that a lot, um, and that's an important part. Um, just the comments, the questions, the little things. Uh, if you just came to Black Girl Going, I always say this in the previous Afterthoughts episodes. Listen, <laughs> these people are human, and they don't have uh, these detectives, uh, these police officers. They don't have all. They don't always have all the answers. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a it's a, a citizen, a normal citizen, yeah, um, that can say something or trigger a memory or or speak up, and um, it's, it's could turn from nothing to something. So as always, um, I appreciate you, Mar. I'm sure everybody's happy to hear your wonderful voice. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, anything else? Yeah. No. Just you know, same. Um, you know, glad to be uh, back having an afterthoughts. Like I said, that was a good episode uh, to just recap the response from you guys. Was you know, you guys were really. This is one of those stories that I know. Um, uh, struck a lot of people, said with a lot of people. I know there were people who were like, I love your podcast, but I couldn't even listen to this episode. And it's okay. I understand this is, this is a tough episode. It's a tough subject. And especially if you already know the details. Um, but 
I still wanted to bring you kind of my thoughts and some of my questions just to kind of, as Jason said, keep the conversation going uh, and keep people talking about this case because like we keep saying, you never know. So thank you guys so much for joining us uh, this week for Afterthoughts. Uh, Thank you guys so much. We will be back, of course, on Monday with a brand new episode. So we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.